Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Overflow, the podcast. Are you filling everyone's cup meanwhile your energy and inspiration is drained? I believe when you move from overdrive to overflow, you have a supply of energy for people around you and all the demands of life so that you can tackle them with ease. Overflow is an experience of being in the zone with all your attention, so much so you momentarily forget everything else. This show is your weekly guide. Let's build a plan for making time for pure enjoyment or being fully absorbed in the complexity of your work or studies because this ambition will fill you up because you're not here to be average, you're here to be awesome. I'm Kimberly Snyder, motivational speaker, student of positive psychology, advocate, and champion of people. I'm your cheerleader and your biggest fan. So fill up your cup, savor the moment, as we chat and nourish the mind, body, and soul, so we can respond to life's challenges and find your overflow. Well, here's my introduction. This is Ali Sohil joining us on the Overflow podcast. Ali and I know have known each other since probably since I was 16, Ali. Like that's a long time ago. Ali is a mentor and uh, you may not know this, but a long time admiration of mine, a leader who strives to work for his work for his people, listen to his people. I think as you have grown as a leader, I have admired how you have advocated for your team and grown and um, your continuous learning. Anyways, you've always been an inspiration for me, Ali, since since I met you and uh, I was just a student, I think a, su- a summer student and you I told you this before, but you looked in my eyes like I was a real person and I was one of the team, even though there I was only a summer student. And so I have truly uh, valued knowing you in my life. He is an advocate, I would say, for diversity and adversity. And what I'd love to talk about at first is your work with the Canadian Mental Health. He's a chair of the Canadian Mental Health Association, and he's been doing this crazy 90-day challenge crazy said with love. First of all, Ali, thank you and welcome. <laughs> You're welcome, Kimberly. Those are uh, really kind words and uh, it means a lot to me and I am proud to be part of this uh, conversation and seeing you also, how far you've come and blossomed. It's just uh, absolutely a, a privilege for me to be part of this conversation. Oh, thank you. So. Thank you. So Ali has been well, you, you did a 90-day nonstop cycling. So if you follow Ali, and I'll put your links in our show notes, but King of the Mountain, you are an avid cyclist, and you're inspiring me to get my bike out already. Um, but for 90 days in the winter, nonstop, you were cycling in, in your town, but it's something like 340,000 feet in height of elevation. That's right. So that's 11 times. So you've ridden up Mount Everest. 11 times. 11 times. So why, why are you doing this? Why? (laughs) Yeah, it's a, it, 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 uh, it's excellent question. So let me see if I can share a couple of important uh, uh, 
things. First of all, it's less about cycling and yes, adversity, resilience, taking a challenge and risk is an important thing. But the most important thing, uh, why I did it, what I did and how I did it, it is less important. The answering question of a why I think is far more important mm-hmm. um, and mental health. Mm-hmm. Uh, mental health has a special place in my heart for the reasons I think I don't need to get into whole exp- explanation and preaching because of COVID, I think we can all understand the importance of the mental health, how that plays a role in our physical well-being, and we're not healthy until we're mentally healthy. Mm-hmm. Why youth mental health? Every aspiration we have for our country, for the world, problems we want to solve, there is an underlying assumption there. Future youth and generation are capable, both uh, skill set mentally, be able to wrestle those problems down to the ground. And then we look at the facts in our country. We don't have to go far. Uh, one of the top three reasons we lose youth is suicide. of our uh, mental health issues is generated in youth stages. And for us to provide services, it is inadequate, probably is a very poorly defined for our youth and uh, kids to wait six months and a year for the basic services and diagnostic. Mm -hmm. And of course, you layer the level of a privilege. So if you are within a specific ethnicity, if you're a new immigrant in this country, if um, um, uh, uh, living up up north of of, uh, Ontario with services are even Mm -hmm. limited and so on, that those issues are further magnified itself. So, I've seen it, I've experienced it myself. I came to Canada in age 18 with no family, no support, no money. So I never understood what I was going through in that age, but I know the feelings and emotions I personally, I went through. Equally, um, I saw the power of compassion, helping, and assistant, what a profound impact that had on me. I wouldn't be here perhaps if it wasn't for those support. And, and sometimes we think things are really complicated and it's not. Just simple, thank you. People believe in me, giving me a pat in the back, listening to me and giving uh, just a little bit of a love and compassion. It's, that's all I needed. And um, of course, as I grew and I I was fortunate to get through it, later on, I saw really the impact of it in my uh, friends. Once I began to take a leadership roles and I had big teams, I saw it in my employees, my neighbors, and and I began to really 
become a lot more aware of, of what's happening. This wasn't just an isolated case about me. So I got involved with Canadian Mental Health seven years ago. Uh, it was one of the best, I'm going to say, piece of uh, work I've, I've done. It's personally, it's just in the community, just getting um, more educated about what is there, what is not there, and how can I support then I moved, of course, to uh, vice chair role and chair role and working with incredible practitioners and people and bringing a bit of my energy and perhaps my experience to, 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 to the situation. So uh, instead of me sitting and standing in the side of the road and saying, this is problem is bigger than me and I can't make a difference. No, we can make a difference because I've seen how those small uh, activities and compassion have what a profound impact on me and so on. So that's a bit of a big background, long uh, story, but it's important narrative for, I think, for you to really understand. And the 90 days challenge, it was an extension of that passion and drive and uh, how can I help? And why I took the 90 days and why I did it in the middle of the winter in 27 years of cycling, I never done anything like that. Like I ride quite a bit. I go to overseas, ride mountains, but in in our climate of, uh, you know, in January, February and March to commit to say, I'm going to ride every day at this distance, climb and, uh, uh, minus 20, uh, doesn't matter what it is, raining, snowing, ice, I am going to be out there doing this challenge. It's no, regardless of the condition. It was my way of honoring the resilience of our youth. Because choices are not given to them. No. So I, I didn't want that choice to be given to me. Um, uh, and during the ride, I had lots of time to think about what is it like every day for our youth to get up and put up with those deficiencies. Your your website shows it's an estimated of 1.2 million children and youth in Canada are affected by mental health but less than 20% receive appropriate treatment. Yeah. And one of the quotes that I love that you had on, I think you posted it on day 90, when you talked about youth mental health, you said, you can't always build the future for our youth, but you can build our youth for the future. And I think- That it's that resilience. Like, so when you are riding the bike, hiking up the the hills, like I imagine it to be Mount Everest. I understand that it's here in Ontario, but I imagine it to be Mount Everest. And so that resilience where you're getting up every day, snow, sleet, like we watched you on, um, on Instagram. And so what I adore is you were your resilience to get up and continue just raised awareness for us. Like how crazy is he? And then it made us dig deeper. Why is he doing this? What is Jack.org? You know, where does the story stem from? And I think it it all kind of came back to that last statement when you said we're building our youth, like we're not necessarily building our future. Let's worry about those kids that need the mental health support. And 
Anyways, I think your determination, you seem to be smiling uh, and strong, although I'm sure, just like you said, I'm sure you were fighting it as you were, as you were riding. No, it was, it was a very difficult thing for me. It's, was it? Uh, in those, um, my body, it's just to, to ride in a minus 20, you get wet, ice and snow, mm -hmm. drivers and so on. on. Um, but I was committed all the way. And, uh, and the motivation, I think you brilliantly put it. It's, it was about ad visibility for uh, chronic issues we've got. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm just the average ordinary person. I'm nobody can. It's, um, uh, I just wanted to draw people's attention about the issue in my own way mm -hmm. and uh, have a bit of a conversation, inspire action. Um, uh, everyone can play a role on that and so on. And, um, uh, and it changes you. Those situation changes you. And um, I am fortunate my body did hold up and uh, for me to do that, but that was the driving force. Yeah. If, I if I had a goal and objective of, or I want to go and set those goals and uh, cycling goals ac across my friends, I am 100% sure I would have quit. I would have had reasons rationalized and say, this is crazy with 20 centimeters of snow wind gust is like that minus 20 my there is no equipment i can wear to remotely be comfortable to be out there but no it was the cause it, it, it was i i i had to bring more of me to that situation and it was a lots of unknown i didn't know how far i'm going to be able to do it um, well and that's it it would be so easy and this is really where my concept of like the overflow podcast came into play was originally it was going to be for leaders, leadership development, and it slowly, the um, pandemic slowly unfolded. And I realized people weren't taking care of themselves. They were so worried about the team, their friends, their family, PPE, safety gear, like they were so worried and we couldn't travel. So people had family, you know, and, and we couldn't get to them and promises had been made or birthday parties, weddings had been planned, all these things. And so all this is, all this is happening. And so we could have, you could have planned a 90 day challenge for yourself in the summer, yeah, in the beautiful, sunny. Yeah. And of course you would have met those 90 days and, you know, had a ice cold drink at the end. But I think that's something different when we are in the winter, we are in the, the uncertainty of the pandemic. And that's kind of yeah. where we're feeling like it's very symbolic that you no know, people are getting up struggling with mental health, or um, like I speak as a parent, like worried about my kids turning into teenagers and worried about their mental health. And sure, in the summer, in the daytime, yeah, it's all it's all good. But it's it's in the winters that we worry about them, right? Sorry to get a bit emotional. It's a very important topic for me. Mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, at the emotional level, I have a big connection with the cause. So um, what was it, Ali? Was there something like, can you, can you say again, like, what was it that really got you up? Like if you committed to it and yet 
if anybody doesn't know Ontario in December, January, and February, like that's the thick of our winters. And, you know, it really could be sleet and snow and like nonstop snow. And like you said, you also have to deal with drivers and other people. And so what was it that really got you? I know you were committed, but what got you up in the morning or got you out on the bike when all your limbs are tingling, like crawl back under the covers. Purpose. Purpose purpose it's uh uh we use it loosely we do uh how authentic what type of purpose number one purpose i've learned in life is deeply rooted on values and bringing more of us to the situation but helping a cause or other people, those purposes have both in a spiritual level and individual level can really change us and as as a human. Um, because we can put any facade in a, in a, a you know pretend and talk and so on, not. but what is inside us, inside of us is really can fuel us in an incredible way. To me, that purpose to be able to, I can make a difference. I am, yeah, I may be nobody. This may be a small thing, but that doesn't necessarily mean I can't do this small thing in a brilliant way. Give it a 200%. Mm-hmm. And the fact is, I know this is not for me. This is, I'm not going to gain nothing out of it. It is had incredible emotional feelings and it, like it incredible power inside me is just like it it, it 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 was so authentic inside of me um it was far 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 more powerful than minus 20 or the reasons and so on and I was ready to put my life and all like <laughs> there are days I came in literally I could not take my gloves off and, 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 and my hands are really frozen. And literally, Celine, my wife, is like looking at me. You're crazy. Yeah. You know, she's taking it. Why are you doing this? And so on. But it, it is, I, to answer really your question again, is the purpose. But purpose, just because it's a purpose, doesn't just feel as I think anytime. Right. That purpose is authentic, is deeply rooted on things it is not about our power our money our gains and so on on it is something noble we do for mm-hmm. society for others with no expectation maybe on the short term you would say okay why i did this what's my gain but i would say it changes us it changes us in a very profound way we draw i in that whole process, I think I gained a lot more than what I gave. Wow. Um, you know, um, I, I gained resilience. I, I, wow. how far I can go. I, 
I recognize, no, I can make a difference. Um, I recognize, you know, other people will stop and listen. I recognize the people I did not even think remotely will be inspired with it. They got inspired with it. I had contribution from this executive in the UK, follows me in an Instagram. He made a fairly large contribution and he sent me a note. I said, we never met and we will never probably meet. But I start my day looking at your story and the mental health has no um, borders. No. Here is the contribution. Uh, I wouldn't have imagined any of those types of things. I wouldn't have imagined I left the firm and a BMO and the senior executive from BMO make a large contribution. And then in a time which the money is tight, I get a gold sponsorship from the firm I don't even work for um, and $10,000 donation and so on and say, we can make a difference. Yeah, it's... It, it is anytime we calculate things in as an individual, as a leader, and we do things with a bit of expectation and things for, uh, for our gain, I think we lose the opportunity to see the big picture as what we can contribute in a larger scale. And how do we, as a human being, as a leader, we can change and evolve and what gains we will have actually, which is may not be financial, but in an individual level is really, really profound. I often refer to people as leaders. They're not always leading a team or in managing or supervising a team, but I do think of us, uh, the, the listeners, the people that I, I speak to, I do think of us as leaders. So when you say, you know, all I was doing was, you know, raising awareness, but to my thinking, the value that you were offering to us was you were one raising awareness two role modeling. But when you say zero expectations, I think because you were raising up this conversation, you know, piquing the curiosity in me about, okay, where, why, like, what's happening? Why is he doing this? What's the story behind this? That's where I would say, I encourage people to be natural leaders that, you know, influencers suggesting that, okay, I see that it's the pandemic. I see that we're having a bad day, but what can we do to set up, you know, build our, our youth for their future or what can, you know, what is aching or what is um, struggling like mental health and what can we do towards that? I think we don't necessarily have to be a leader, a supervisor, a manager of a team. I think just like you said, thinking, okay, I'm one person, but instead of standing on the side of the street yelling, Hey, mental health is a, is a problem. Yeah. Maybe I get my bike out, you know, mm -hmm. advertise on, um, on your Instagram. These are my photos. These are my mornings and my, my yeah. gloves. When I come home, the topic of resilience, I I'm inspired. And I think the topic of resilience has been a has been a topic for leaders and individuals, but the, the conversation around resilience has been very vivid over the past year because it is a bit of a mental game. Like here in Ontario, we're going back into a state of emergency. And so the kids are on, 
March break and they're not going back to school, we'll have to stay online. And so it's a bit of a mental upset. Like they've been, they've been planning that they're going back to school, even though they're wearing a mask, but they're still social. Now they've been restricted. They, you know, they're bound more or less to these four walls. <laughs> Lovely to have the family at home, but also it's only the family. So there is something about that concept of resilience. So in your work, either with the youth mental health, or when you think about your cycling, because I also, I also know you rode the cycle for cancer and that is, that is quite a long stretch. So there is something like, what's your tip for resilience? Like the, it's that metaphor of, you know, falling off your bike and getting back on, but yeah, it's, um, it's uh, easier said than done really. Uh, yeah. Yes. I know it's uh, for me and, uh, uh, Kimberly, it's, uh, Topic of resilience, Pe- people often ask us like, how do, how do we become resilient? And I say, you know what is number one, uh, learning to take risks. Oh no. Uh, in, in, generally in life. And we don't really have to go really uh, big. We, it's, it's small baby steps. Uh, we can't just get up every day and doing the same things in a very small way every day we have to push the boundaries for ourselves. Number two, in that process, uh, the baby steps, we will, some situations will go in the right direction, some of them won't, but both of them are a win. I would say actually the situations which it doesn't go as you intended to, it's probably going to give you a lot more learning uh, uh, than the, the, the positive. Wow. But taking those small little steps um, allows us to push the boundaries a bit more and bit more and bit more. Cycling, one of the things I found is uh, of course, I love cycling. I love nature. It's a meditation for me. But there is this theme that is I constantly try to push the boundaries a bit further. And in the last 27 years, it's become something like this or riding across the entire U.S. or going and riding nine hours for three weeks in the mountains in the, France and Dolomites and climbing an enormous amount, 20,000, 30,000 feet every day and so on. I'm burning 10,000 calories. That didn't happen overnight. That happened in 26, 27 years. But once I was pushing those baby steps, I was getting endorphins. I was getting the muscle memories. I was getting the confidence. I was getting the learning and I, um, and even the situations I didn't succeed, I wanted to do it more and so on. And this, I, I think that's two lo- big learnings. That's huge though, Ali. Like, so one is take risks and yeah. we don't, we don't <laughs> speak for all of us here. We don't want to take risks, Ali, because there is so much going on in the world. We're so yeah. worried. There's yeah. already too much for us to handle. So it's interesting that your number one is take risks. Like I'm already like curling up, wanting yeah. my nice warm blanket because although I am enticed by when you say like endorphins, my, my confidence is increasing, but it is 
again, like it's daunting for you, for, for me to hear take risks. I like the idea of baby steps, pushing the boundaries, baby steps. And I think it's also daunting when you said, so I thought, okay, baby steps, that sounds manageable. But then you said, well, there could be a positive or a negative outcome. So I went, yeah. I went running again. Yeah. Yeah. Let me you're talk saying about the negative. negative. It's the last part is really, really important. I think I've learned is, and it took me a long time, especially in a business world is um, in a situation which it, it looks on the surface is you failed or situation is really, really bad. Uh, acknowledge that, but not to sit there and dwell on it. No. And, uh, to be able to lift yourself. And the only way you can lift yourself is to see the positive in that situation. Okay. Whether it is in a business world, you failed and you did a bad job in a project. Okay. It can be truly you sit there and say, I, I've learned incredible ways. Life lesson. I have a scar in my back. I will never make this mistake. It's, it's okay. In a COVID situation, I've locked down. My kid is not going to the school and so on. And I was having this conversation. And, you know, it's, if all we have to do, pause and say, okay. In a situation, you still have a job. You have a roof over your head. You have a food on the table. Your family is safe and healthy and yeah. all of those type of stuff. Yeah. And given what's happening at the global level, people, they put in the circumstances and situations far beyond COVID. They're hiding in Syria in a hole, you know, and, and, and then suddenly you have this joy and energy inside of you and say, yeah, it is bad, but it's not as bad as it can be. That's right. um, is to recognition of that is really important. Even in cycling, right? It's just, yeah, my hands are freezing. Am I dying? No. Am I going to be in three hours? Will be Having done. my warm coffee and uh, my yeah, coffee bacon and home? eggs. Yes, yeah. I will. It's, it's suck it up. Uh, uh, let's just move on. Yeah. And again, it's not something we can program and change overnight. But it's important for us to ponder on those um, few things I kind of talked about. It's, it's my personal learning and so on. It's, it's anytime I ground myself in those type of situations, whether it's professional level, personal level, um, I am much more grounded. I'm much more calm. I am happier. I make a better decision. I'm a bit, I, I was a better leader, I'm a better community leader, or I, I can let those things to wash over me. And I make, I'm, I, I am not a perfect person. I make the same mistake over sure. uh, sure. the learning process every day for all of us, including myself. And I would say probably I have some of your Instagram pictures here. And one of them that I really like is you're on a bike and it's a, uh, it looks like a fall day. There's leaves on the ground. You're on, you're definitely on a road and it's a windy road and the sun is kind of shining through the trees. You're on your bike. You've got your bike, you're on your sunglasses, but you're actually looking back at the camera. So you're going, you can see the bike is traveling forward, but you're looking 
back at the camera. And the quote is, don't look back. You're not going that way. <laughs> and I, I love that quote, but I would also say like to add to, no, you're not going back that way. I like the, take the risks, the baby steps, push the boundaries. But I think what I would add is something like you, Ali, inspire us, the people who are watching, and I'm, I'm hoping they are leaders as well to, to take action or to have the curiosity to look into, you know, what, what you're doing or what the story is behind what you're doing. I think you also have another element of like, what can we do? Like your quote for the youth, like what can we do to help set them up for their future? You have like a pay it forward uh, momentum. Like you're saying, don't look back in that image of on your Instagram. Don't look back. You're not going that way. But I also think that that same photo could be let's pay it forward. Like let's move forward. And like, what are we doing to raise the awareness, raise our compassion, um, talk more about like, if it is diversity or adversity, I was reading all the different, and it was 70% of mental health. A lot of it is in the onset of childhood and adolescence. So again, that's like raising my awareness where, yeah. So what are we doing about that? And so this is one way to donate, but I think, when we think about the pandemic and being so selfish, just like you said, if you think about all over the world or even just locally in our neighborhood, what could we do to kind yeah. of take a risk and pay it forward, even if it is just baby steps That's right. in that, in that space? What's a, what's a perfect day for you? Is a perfect day, uh, a bike ride? Hey, a uh, perfect day. Uh, first of all, uh, this is going to sound quirky, but, uh, Give it to me. I'm, I'm... I really try to live in a moment mm -hmm. stuff to time. And um, right from a younger age, uh, given my upbringings and I personally grew and so on, on, it's I have, I tend to enjoy things most people overlook and take it for granted. So I'm the type of guy will get up in the morning and grab a cup of coffee, walk around the garden and get in the knee and find those little flowers uh, in the spring hidden behind the rock. And I look at it, pull my um, iPhone, try to get the best shot and have a personal reflection what that moment means to me and either talk about it, share it with other people. For me to walk over to, of course, it's not so much fun with the mask, grocery yeah. store, I'm buying the food and bringing it and cooking it for people I love, that whole process of it and seeing the satisfaction in their face mm -hmm. or um, having a great conversation like this with you, with someone uh, like um, for me to sit here. And it's a privilege mm -hmm. because many possibilities uh, could have uh, avoided this uh, interaction I'm having at, you know, uh, for me to be alive and well, and for you to, to be at this stage of uh, your life and not that uh, young kid uh, mm -hmm. in, a, in a branch working, you're a professional female, you're helping leaders, you're uh, um, uh, so many other individuals and become a conduit to listen to my life story and so on. It's a privilege. Those, those, those. So every moment is a perfect moment. Wow. If I'm in the right state of mind, 
I try to ground myself in the notion of gratitude. Of it is a privilege; it's not given. It's true. Me to be it's true. To be surrounded with the people I love, to be able to have interaction with you, and that gives keeps my tank constantly refueled because there are many other situations takes our energy away and we need to find a way to refuel ourselves otherwise we will be in deficit that's right and that and those things gives me uh, lots of uh, pleasure pleasure so perfect situations um, is a perfect moment for me mm-hmm. to be able to ground myself in uh, gratitude it is those are the perfect days and perfect moments. Well said. So I recently had a birthday. I think I celebrated for two and a half weeks, um, but I have changed like a lot of it because uh, when I lost my dad, just that was a, a major, whatever event in my life around my mindset. And so I really do take seriously that my birthday is a privilege. I, I really do. I really do see it as a privilege to be alive. And so I do wish sometimes that I could just go around and knock on people's doors and and remind them that you are living life. Like today is your life and you're waking up healthy. So well said, well said. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for being here as part of our inspiration. I do have a few more questions and then I will let you go. So one is if you could go back to your 21 year old self, or if you had a 21 year old in front of you, what advice would you have for them? Excellent question. Uh, so there is one perfect answer you're looking for. And I'm going to write, write across a couple of things. I'm going to say is learn to love yourself. Truly be comfortable in your skin. Mm. Don't let the other people's outside change your inside. Mm-hmm. It is truly, I, I really, this notion of loving yourself somehow is misinterpreted. It's almost like we have to be selfish. No, I don't believe that. No. I think until you learn to really be comfortable in your own skin and you love yourself, you give opportunity for yourself to heal. You give invest time and energy for yourself to be a strong person. And I think it's in that moment things will begin to change for you and others around you. I, I think you can't really love others and you can't really give and support and be compassionate to other people if you bring the compassion for yourself. Mm -hmm. It comes back to zero expectations, right? Like like if you really do honor who you are and just like you said, I'm human, I make mistakes and those mistakes might be actually the best thing. Like those negatives are actually the positive. You learn the most about those life experiences. Yeah. Loving or like truly accepting yourself for those errors, for those mistakes, yeah. for those, yeah. all those things that you learned in life that you now come. You've now and come the uniqueness you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, all the uniqueness is just don't, it, it's what makes wildflowers beautiful because they are different. Mm-hmm. And, and be that different and accept that differences and don't try to be something 
You're not. No. Be the best version of yourself and love that and fall in love with that and just mm -hmm. fuel that. And I think that is what uh, makes us special. That's what uh, um, authenticity is all about. And that's when other people can read that energy in us. Well, that's it. And that's your value, right? I think that's yeah. the value also to others where, again, I would say, Ali, like when you are that one person on the bike, rather than standing on the side of the road, wondering, you know, what do I do? So you're on that bike, kind of paying it forward, raising the awareness. And so that would kind of be our challenge out to others is that, yes, be authentic. If there is something that's important to you that you can pay it forward. I agree. You are just one person and, and likely not a perfect person, but what's one thing you can do like to pay it forward or raise awareness or cause people to wonder what are, what are they doing? Why are they doing that? Well done. What about, do you have a book you're reading that you would recommend or a podcast you're listening to? Yeah, it's a, a book. I love the books. They make a profound impact in our beliefs and in some ways, uh, pause us to think about uh, things we believe in or the way we act and so on. And it's uh, more than educational in a, in a deep, deep, um, profound way. And mm -hmm. this book, uh, My Own Blood by uh, Ashley Bristol. Ashley, moderating under normal circumstances is incredible challenge. And Ashley uh, was uh, is a mom for a disabled kid. In this book, uh, without giving the book away, we get that privilege to sit and observe in a very beautiful and realistic way. What is it like for a to be a mom? and go through that experience of your child being disabled mm -hmm. and what goes through. It, it is an unbelievably vulnerable story. Wow. These, but beside that, what I really love, the experience this author has written is, I, I had many aha and a pause moment reading the story, recognizing what we have created in our society by not recognizing, number one, this against services, we created bureaucracy, red tapes, but we've literally isolated these moms and these kids as inconvenience. Mm -hmm. And they are essentially present with their body. And what are the hopes? What are the incredible um, stories coming out of this whole uh, book and so on and how she fights the system for her uh, own kid and so on. It's, it is just incredible. There are so many dimensions about this book. If you're looking for a book to really inspire you, we talked about resilience. Yes. She is the role model. Epitome of a resilience. Yes of a fighting a system wow. believes there is a better way to do these things. And what comes out of it is really, really profound. It is, it, it is just a beautifully written book. I highly recommend for 
anyone to pick it up and it's an easy read and it's a nicely written. It's a, it's just beautiful book, beautiful five star in my mind. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. You, on one of your Instagrams, you wrote that your favorite word is connect. Do you remember writing this? Yeah. Your favorite word is connect. And the thing is, Ali, like, I think you as a leader, like you connect your people, you connect the mission and the values to the, to the work that we're doing, offer leadership. You definitely do that. But you also connect us to like the awareness of our our society, our community, like what we're building. And I think you also connect us to like our better self. Like, I think you're trying to encourage, I think the value that you give to us is your, you know, innocently saying, oh, you know, I'm just one person. I enjoy riding my bike, but I think you're connecting it to me where I'm wondering, I'm just one person and I could do one thing. And, and I think you're kind of connecting us to our own inner beauty, our own authenticity and our own maybe confidence is what I want to say. Just to think that, yeah, that's one person doing one thing, raising awareness, uh, raising funds, like doing more, contributing on the chair. Like, it, you know, it's one, it's one bike ride. It's one thing. But I think you're connecting us to our kind of future better self. You are, uh, you are very kind and that, uh, very observant, absolutely. If there is a single word in my life, if someone said, you have only choice of picking one favorite word, it is connect. Mm-hmm. It's a personal journey, personal learning for me. It is, um, I really believe as a human, we're meant to be part of um, something, part of nature, part of ecosystem, part of, part of civilization, part of other people. And in, once we connect it, that is how we evolve and change. That's impact. Absolutely. Impact. We also grow and learn and become a better human being. So um, connecting with ourselves, mm-hmm. connecting with our coworkers, connecting with society, connecting with the neighbors, it allows us, that requires us to be inquisitive, that, el- that allows us to be very purposeful because we want to learn, we want to understand. You can't be compassionate unless you connect with people. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, you can't really have personally grow and change unless you connect with your inner soul and understand your deep desire, what you want, why you want them, where is it coming from and all. You can't change those things. So the connect is a really, really powerful word with me. And it's, it's a, it is a recipe. It's been a single word help me grow and change. And it's continuously, it's always, it's just like, whether I go to the meeting, it's for a, for a, for a while, I will let you in a little secret and so on. It's, I used to go to the meetings and in my notebook, I used to have the single word written in the top of the page. Because my intent going to those project meeting and a team meeting, you're not going to solve a problem. You're not going there to tell them what to do. You're not there to be a boss. Uh, or a leader, you're there to connect, to understand what they're thinking, 
connect with the situation, connect with the problem, connect what they bring to the table and so on. Mm -hmm. And I can think of many other reasons. Employee coming to my office for they need my help. Okay, my goal is to connect. Everything else is going to be a byproduct of this. That's beautiful. It's um, You're totally what I call living in your overflow. Like you are totally living in your awesomeness and your strength and your, and your values. Like the, the talents that you have, you're totally living what I would say in your overflow and your awesomeness. And I think the connect is, it's such a simple word, but it's not, like you said, connect with your inner self. But you equally said, connect with society, connect, be aware of, you know, the diversity or the adversity that's happening, connect with the needs or the problems. Like it's almost not like it's connect sounds like one-to-one, but it's actually much deeper than that because you, you are saying, I want you to show up authentically, no expectations, be present, like genuinely want to serve or help or guide or, you know, help problem solve with people. And it's equally, you know, knowing that I, I'm not perfect and, you know, what can I bring to the table? Like it's one simple word, but it's very, when you present it, it's very deep. Like it's not just one-to-one. It's not just A to B. It's, it's very powerful. Thanks for paying attention. It's, uh, but uh, it, it, is, it is lovely for you to pick up on uh, things. It means uh, so much for me personally. So you've in, in a, without me even having conversation for you to put your finger on few things uh, has been the kind of a key center point and a gravity for my personal growth and changes in my life. Um, those are the, some of the simple things. Mm-hmm. And you and I, we haven't had a conversation, but you managed to, through all the noise and all my posts and craziness to pick up on those few things. <laughs> What's uh, next, Ali? Do you have another is, challenge? Uh, do you have another challenge coming up as we bring this to a close? Is there anything that uh, we, are you going to give us like a little uh, teaser, taster of what, what we should wonder what's coming next or? I, I don't plan whole no. lot. No. I'm living no. in the moment. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I think something oh, well played. Uh, spontaneous. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, okay. getting up doing simple things. and The adventures of, of life. Yeah, and opportunities will present itself. You, uh, and you make those choices uh, in those moments and so on. It's uh, uh, truly an inspiration. I, I loved our conversation. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. And we're going to have a follow-up because I know there's going to be some sort of adventure. There's going to be some sort of uh, conversation that you, that you start up again and, and, and we'll revisit this and have another conversation. Kimberly, I want to just close by saying it's often, um, this happens in a social media often. It's I post, I write and so on. And I, I want to go on a record is sometimes we create situations like this or someone looking at my Instagram or other individuals, Mm -hmm. you get this image, mental image of someone being perfect. Mm -hmm. I I have many, many weaknesses. I have many areas I need to work on. I have many moments I have doubts. I have... 
I am not by any stretch of imagination perfect, but what I've shared with you is um, it's come with a high price for me. Um, it is not what I believe in or I have opinion on. It is, I failed miserably. I've made mistakes. Uh, I made many wrong turns and these few small things I, I do remotely better, but because of all the mistakes. But it's also uh, kudos to people believed in me. Uh, they taken the opportunity to see the goodness in me and the positive in me and invest their time and energy and love. It's just giving me the motivation to change and those do do those few things right. Mm -hmm. So, and don't change. I think it's like evolve, maybe become more mature. Yeah, it's uh, it is it's, accepting it's our no one is perfect. What I'm saying is, most versions, no one is perfect. No, for Believe sure. Yourself, life is a journey. Enjoy the journey. Take risks. Yeah. Enjoy take, the negative. Whoa. Uh, no, it's not a negative. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a lesson learned. And, uh, yeah. That's yeah. hard too. Yeah, it's hard yeah. too to learn lessons, lessons that life impose upon you and, you know, and lessons that you do impose upon yourself. It was lovely to talk to you, Kimberly. Lovely to talk to you. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you a million. I hope this podcast feels like a guide in your ear, encouraging a shift in your mindset, boldly challenging you to stretch self-care goals and continue to strive and achieve big accomplishments in life because you're not here to be average. You're here to be awesome. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Overflow. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any comments, ideas, or feedback, you can find me on my website, peoplebrain.ca. Thanks so much for listening.